All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am one host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, as always, Tim Taylor. Uh, Tim, how are we doing today? Oh, man, good. Still full. Great. Yep. Great uh, turkey day, you know, all things considered. But, uh, you, you know, excited. Just mowing on, on leftovers now? Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing about, you know, going to a a family friends outdoor thing in the pandemic you don't get you don't get a take home plan oh right right so uh just torturing myself with the thought of it the best part of thanksgiving <laughs> is that and i i think i i should really just kind of still cook a, a small thanksgiving for for myself just for the leftovers like maybe don't even right. eat it in the moment <laughs> yeah. um so also i found out i have high cholesterol and they say turkey's great so i should maybe I just cook a turkey anyway you know there you go dude yeah but no, I'm 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 uh, fantasizing about leftovers today, and uh, you know I gotta say the best NFL game, and I know we don't do NFL, but the best NFL game got robbed of us yesterday, and yeah. that was fine for me because college hoops is back, and you know it's something. I'm finding myself you know more and more into all these sports I'm not usually into with how weird this year is, and obviously when things are gone, so some good college hoops yesterday. Yeah, I watched a couple of the actual NFL games, but and I didn't catch any of the college stuff or um, anything else. But, I mean, like you said, it, it's fun to watch some of these things when it's like, well, there's nothing really else to watch, so we might as well try to get into some of these other things that are going to be there for a while. And yeah. um, it's I interesting. Mean, and that, you know, could have implications on the future of the Celtics or who, who knows. You know, That's true, too. I always find um, I know less and less about college as the years go on. Usually I read Kevin O'Connor's draft thing, and this year I just all, – all you heard was how, how bad the draft was. But it sure, it certainly does see – they always say how bad the draft is, and then you just hear, like, Zach Lowe breaking down, like, how great of a draft pick number 12 went, was. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I thought they all sucked, dude. Why is this It's very contradicting. Steal of the draft, yeah. Well, I figured today what we can do is start with some hockey news since we actually have some for the first time in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we have news and no news at the same time. I mean, we're still in that limbo where we don't know if there's even going to be an NHL season. I mean, they're saying that there's going to be. Um, Gary Bettman is is talking a bunch about how they're going to do a full season and then how they're going to do a 62-game season or, you know, it's going to start start in January. We don't know anything yet. There's literally nothing set in stone. Um, the latest is that we just don't know, that they've been having some meetings, but it's not going as as they would have expected. And uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's still, like I said, we're still in kind of that limbo where we're just waiting. I mean, it feels like we've been waiting forever. Yeah, it does. I mean, at least we're not waiting anymore on our boy J.D., yeah, Jake DeBrus got a new two-year deal, which is actually a great deal for us. I mean, I know it's a bridge deal and that if he actually plays to his potential during this deal, he's going to demand some big money. And I don't know that we'll pay him, but it also is going to depend on how our team looks at that point. You know, Krejci's contract's coming up here in a couple of years, uh, or maybe even after this year, I think. Tuca, is, is, his contract's up after this year. Um, so that's some money that could potentially be freed up or... Um, you know, if we were to re-sign those guys, Tuca and, and Krejci, I mean, I would imagine that they're not going to get the same $7 million a year contracts that they're getting now. Right. Um, so it's all going to be, 
it's going to be interesting to see down the road whether we restructure some of our contracts or let some of these guys go. Uh, and then but it's all going to depend on DeBrusque as well on how he plays. You know, if he if he's not very good, I mean, who knows if we keep him for one. The other thing is maybe he just doesn't get what he wants, and this is this 3.6 is kind of his price range because that's what he got for these two years, those 3.6. Um, but I find it hard to believe. I mean, he's a good player. He definitely has a lot to grow into, but he's on the right track, and I think that this is a great deal for us as a bridge deal because it gives us the flexibility of having a good winger, but also having a good price too. Like he's not eating up a ton of our salary and it gives us some wiggle room for a couple other things, whether that's, you know, a trade or, um, you know, something else. But for, for me, I think this is a great deal. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if he does start playing better, there's value in that contract and trades. And then if he also, in my head, if he plays, if he continues to make steps of progress the, over these two years, not saying he has to like absolutely blow up, but if he he doesn't you know, need to score forty. No, but if he has some consistency with how well he scores, if he scores like twenty five, if he's yeah. twenty five, you know, goal scorer, I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay him that contract in two years when it's due. And it's great, and it's great that you took this flyer to find out and didn't pay him right now. Yeah, I think I think it's super great value in, in in a number of ways, and it's just like it's like taking a flyer on it. It's just a two year flyer. See, see what's to come of it, and it it doesn't really hurt you either way. Yeah, could you lose him for nothing? Yes. So for me, it's like three point six. Don't get me wrong; it's a lot of money, but at the same time, I feel like it's it's definitely a, um, you know, Jake Russ is kind of betting on himself because. I feel like he probably could have got more money in longer term on another team, but I just hope for his sake that he actually performs the way that he's able to, because like I said, I mean, he's a great player. He has the potential to be something special for sure. I mean, whether that's a 30 goal scorer, that's a very valuable piece to a team. Yeah. 30 goals. Like not everybody scores 40. You know, we, we, we didn't have a 40 goal scorer for a long time. Are there 30 goal scorers who aren't all-stars really? Not really. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, it's an all-star. And then yeah, he, he'll, and he'll right. deserve all-star money at that rate. And I'd, I'd right. be happy to give it to him in, a, in black and gold. And he, he clearly has the potential to do that. I mean, he's yeah. he's shown that in the past. Um, he's either scored 30 or come pretty damn close to scoring 30. Uh, not last year, I think, but the year before. Uh, he He's a great player that has a lot to grow into, and it's it's... It's nice because we still have a lot of younger guys, Carlo, McAvoy, some of these guys that I think we're going to start seeing really um, come into their own over these next couple of years, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, this team's in great shape. We don't we don't really talk about it enough. The team is in pretty great shape, dude. But I mean, but there's great shape, and then there's winning the cup, you know, which is what we expect as right. fans. And yep. so when you see people around you getting better, you got to call, you know, we, that's why we question our boy, Mr. Mister Don Sweeney, you know? So I, I think what I've been thinking about this recently, I think what's going to be a very big deciding factor for us next year on how well we do is how well uh, Andre Kasha plays. Because now I feel like we have a very solid third line with Coyle and Smith and uh, whoever else they put on that, that, line whether it's Corrali you know I don't really care because those two are very good players that I think are gonna um, do a very good job for whoever they play with 
But I think that it's going to be a very big deciding factor on how that other second-line winger plays alongside DeBrusque and Krejci because, you know, if DeBrusque plays to his 25 goals and and Kasha plays to 25 goals or something like that, I mean, we're going to be a pretty pretty hard team to stop because you know that first line is going to do what that first line does. And the defense, you know, we did take a step back without Krug, but depending on what happens... As of right now, when we don't know when the first when the first game is going to be, I mean, we might see a different defensive core going into that. It might Chara might not be there. We might have to pick somebody else up, or we might have to just hope that some of these other guys, Lozon and Miller, and some of these guys really do come around and play well. Because if we lose Chara and Krug, we're going to be relying heavily on some other guys to step up, and I think that. You know, the forward situation has gotten a little bit better. We could have obviously done something else in free agency, like picking up Hoffman would have been nice or a ton of those names that we had already spoke about, but, you know, they went to other teams or it didn't work out for us. But I think that we're in good shape and it's going to be how this team meshes together next year. Um, Because right now, for me, it seems like all of our lines are pretty well-rounded and, like, even our fourth line is very hard to play against. Uh Unfortunately, losing Nordstrom, I think, is going to hurt us down down the road there because he blocks a lot of shots. He's great on the PK. I, like, um, I love Nordstrom. Me too, but yeah. at the same time, unfortunately, he is a replaceable player. Uh, but totally. I think that this team's on, on a good track. And the the you know kind of the last thing that I'll say about this is that we still don't know anything about Chara, and I think, again, that he's basically just waiting to see what's going to happen with this season. Yeah, because he's probably not going to play another one after that, maybe. I mean, not, I don't see him playing in a bubble. I think that it's what's really going to come down to whether or not they say, hey, we're going to do a modified bubble, and I don't know if he's going to do that because why? You know, you know he wants to play in front of fans, and you know that um, it, this isn't the way that he wants to go out. And unfortunately, it's just the way of the world right now. It's not anything that anybody can control as far as you know the league goes and stuff. This is just what it is. Yeah. Um, but I think, for me, it seems like that's probably what he's waiting on. Like, why would I play in a bubble when I could, you know, just kind of retire? It sucks, but, you know, I know he loves the game. And I know he wants to play, but I know he really wants to be out there in front of fans. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think any of these leagues can do a full bubble season. I, think that's I don't think so either. I think the players will lose it. Yeah. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't you can't do like a tournament that doesn't make sense contract wise. It's just yeah, just because of how how big the the NHL season is. I yeah, and and I don't think that they could financially. Um, in in the words of the great Joe Exotic, I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> <laughs> but as you said, they that you know, if it was a smaller season, then they could definitely do like some form of. Of tournament thing, because uh, that's what the WNHL is doing, or NWHL, the Women's Hockey League. They're doing a, a like a tournament, basically at um, Lake Placid, which is kind of cool. I mean, it'll definitely be cool to see how they do it and how it works out. Um, but the NHL is too big for that, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, let's say you if if M, if NHL was going to bubble the regular season, what they would do is probably they'd have each of the uh, divisions bubble, right? And you you just try to battle out of your own division. 
I guess so, but at the same time, it's like, how? So what do you do? You go there and play five games, and then come home, and then go back and play five. Like, how how do you do it? You have to stay there forever for the whole season. I don't know. I don't it's, think bubbles work. Tough. Bubble doesn't no. work. Um, so for the playoffs, it works, of course. Yeah, and that's fine. And we've seen, you know, a lot of the leagues that. You know, we saw the MLB do it when when they finally reached like the later part of the playoffs. They did it. Um, the bubble makes sense at a certain point, but it's it's a non-starter for a full season, in my opinion. There's no, yeah. there's no way, even with multiple bubbles, that's just I don't think there's any way that it's a it's a feasible season that makes sense. NBA, I yeah. mean, you got the Utah Jazz saying they're going to allow fifteen hundred people in the lower bowl. What? Doesn't, Dude, that, that doesn't seem like that, a great idea. Is it? Is, yeah, are you totally. put a bubble around the the court, like, and it's funny, too, because Vivint is where this all started. Vivint is where the OKC game, where they stormed out, where we found out Gobert tested positive, and then later Donovan tested positive. Huh? And they're like, yeah, fifteen hundred people, Utah, baby, no rules. Dude, imagine, imagine if they boarded it all in like a hockey, like a hockey rink. I think I think that'd be pretty cool, but you well, you can't you can't like cap it, right? Dude, yeah, I don't know how you you, you can't really. Uh, I don't know. But you could like you could like bounce pass it off the boards. That'd be pretty dope. Man, it's like bubble hockey, <laughs> but an actual yeah. NBA game. It's like so indoor weird. soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, since we're kind of on the verge of talking about basketball, we might as well. I mean, we have a lot to talk about with that. Yeah, I wish we had more hockey we could talk about. Um, Me too. But, uh, I don't know, glad JD's back. We'll see what happens with Chara. Oh, I guess what, one last thing on hockey. For you, one question I have for you. Yeah. Um, did you feel like last season we had seven solid defensemen? Um, No. I thought that we were probably one short. So, we had six. So, we had a solid like starting lineup. Yeah. So now we're down to like four, if you think about it. So you got you got uh, McAvoy and Carlo. Yeah. You have Grizzlick and Clifton. Let's mm-hmm. just say, and then you have yeah, you really have your leftovers are Miller, um, Moore, and Lozon. Yeah. And to me, that that's not enough because that bottom that bottom pairing is not going to be super strong, assuming that Chara is not there. Right, right. But I think what I'd like to see if Chara does stay, I would love to see him on the third um, line. Well, I want to see uh, McAvoy and Chara. Okay. Carlo and Grizzlick. Oh no, 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 sorry. Chara and Carlo, McAvoy and Grizzlick, and Miller and Clifton. Yeah. So In a perfect just, world. So just Chara helps tremendously. I, I, I believe he does. Yeah. But yeah. only time's going to tell at this point. Right. Well, I think if not him, it's got to be somebody. We need somebody. and uh, I agree. And we have money for somebody, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, we're, we're really tight on money right now after that, that DeBrusque signing. So unless it's somebody who's not going to command a lot of money. I mean like then, one or two, right? One or two. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I think totally. What, I think with what's available, that's extremely viable, especially since they're available still. Like, you know? Right. So, it's not going to be priority... like, what, like Hannafin or whatever it was. No. I no, remember. but that would be awesome. Yeah. Not at the expense of trading Carlo, though, because I saw that in the in there. Oh, I don't it was like that. that. That doesn't make sense. It's a step backwards as far as like Carlo's the future. If you him and him and you add, are the future. Of that. If you add him to the team, Hannafin, with what we have, our defense is is like way better than it was last year. Yeah. But if you take Carlo away and add him, it it's a swap you know it out. makes us a a little bit better if that it's you know sw- it's a swap out to me. Right. Exactly. So, I don't know, but I think the priority needs to be signing Chara if he wants to play. Yeah, it's oddly quiet. <clears throat> yep, oddly quiet. But let let's switch over. Let's talk about basketball because they, we have a well, we, we have Gordon Hayward. It, yeah, it's exactly. Not quiet over here in the in the on the parquet. Oh man, yeah, yep. Gordon Hayward watch. That's our watch for the for the green and white. Um, it's still not an official deal. I'm not saying this that I think he's not going to go there by any means, but there's uh, a huge possibility that a sign-and-trade is still in the works of some sort. Now, who we get out of that or if we get anyone anything but picks or what have you, I don't know. But the bottom line is is Charlotte cannot afford Gordon Hayward. And, what, and, and truthfully, my understanding is they don't even necessarily have to do the sign-and-trade with us. Right. That being said, it's it's you know, it would behoove us to do everything in our power to be a part of that. In my opinion, we have a lot more insight on the Miles Turner uh, Pacers outlook. I feel like now Danny has, hasn't so much as come out and say it, but I I think if you look at what we did do after that, it does make a lot of sense. Um, which we'll get into, but yeah, I think we're gonna get something for Gordon Hayward. I think the thing that's rumored is that they're trying to dump. They have this contract for a guy named Nick Batum, who used to play for the Trailblazers, and he got injured. He had like a couple of good seasons, and then it's it's incred it's incredible the money he's getting paid, and so I think he's got like twenty five mil due or something like that. And so they're trying to dump him. The only team that can take him is OKC, and so the rumor is is that the debate is over who's giving OKC the picks or whatever to take that contract. So between so, Charlotte, so it'd be a three way sign and trade deal with Charlotte. OKC and Boston. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think that that Gordon Hayward deal is worth the money? Four years, one hundred and twenty million. Do you no. think that's excessive? No. But what have I been saying? Gordon, get your bag. Did he know if it, that was out there? I don't think he did. I think they came oh. in at the last minute. I don't think the Pacers had any idea he was at, that was out there. For for sure, that is a win for him. One hundred. But do you think that that is like way excessive? That was his motivation the- for the whole thing. No, I think it's the, I think it's one of the most ridiculous contracts I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's. I think it's an okay contract if if he, if he's coming off the years he played in Utah, fine. But right. the three years he did here, like you have no idea what you just paid for. Absolutely right. No exactly. What, what, what's thirty three, thirty four year old Gordon Hayward gonna look like? No idea. Right. Um, coming off multiple injuries, like yeah, multiple injuries. Uh, and like yes, he bounces ba- bounces back and still kind of looks like himself. But like I I don't know how many more of those. Like even if he busted his hand again, like. Your hands Look, gotta stay in pretty prime condition. What a freak I like Gordon thing Hayward. Too. I like Gordon Hayward a lot, and I hope that he does play well. Just because I like, you know, for players that that you enjoy watching, you always want them to play well. I mean, I don't, I don't think that he's gonna be 
a like he's not going to be a thorn in our side or anything. So it doesn't really matter to me. But you know, I hope he plays well because yeah. you know I, I think that he's a great player and and I have I I would have loved to see him stay in Boston, not for that price. Obviously, it makes Hell, no sense no. to us. But um, no. you know, I I hope he does well, uh, and I think that he lucked out huge getting that contract. Good for him. Yeah, I think. And so as far as the Pacers stuff went, what it, what it looks like to me is, and I think there's a lot of people out there and maybe you guys listening kind of feel this way too, that it was stupid of Danny to not get something back for Hayward, which again, we still don't know, but it doesn't look like he's going to get something back of as substantial as Miles Turner. And I know there's a lot of Celtics fans who love the idea of Miles Turner. And one person who I think is heavily involved with the Celtics who does not love Miles Turner is Danny Ainge. <laughs> I don't think you I mean, want clearly. It. Yeah, Zach Lowe's been reporting that they they put feelers out on a on a trade if they like for Miles Turner and it was cold. I think they knew they were going to have Tristan Thompson at half the price of what Miles Turner would be, and so it was a non-starter to just get an asset that you're actually kind of stuck with and you don't really like. I think that's why yeah. the sign and trade with with the Pacers never happened, and I think the Pacers were playing just as hard ball. Because Ainge wanted to take Turner and then another piece like T.J. Warren or Oladipo got tossed around instead of like McDermott. Like he wanted to get another piece because he wanted to get rid of Turner. Even though we need a center, he wanted Tristan Thompson to get rid of Turner and get another piece. And I think the Pacers were going to play hardball all day with that, not because they maybe wouldn't have folded, but I think they felt absolutely certain that they were going to get Gordon Hayward. Absolutely certain. So... You you mentioned Tristan Thompson, and I wanted to ask you about this because I felt like you were pretty high on that signing. I mean, I think it's a great deal for a two year deal. Okay, so at nineteen million. Here's my favorite statistic about Tristan Thompson. Who I, and I don't even know if you were following basketball this long ago. Not to not to call out or test your knowledge, but when do you think Damn. the last time? Well, I don't know if you watched the shitty Celtics before the big three. <laughs> well, now I've given away the answer. What do you think the, <laughs> the last time that the Celtics had someone who averaged ten and ten, like double a double double, or at least ten rebounds, was Al Jefferson in oh six oh seven? That'll be huge for this team. Huge. We just never have the rebounding guy. Tristan Thompson can do it. He's still young. He still plays well. Don't think about how he's been on the Cavs for the last two years. He's been playing behind Drummond for half of that. I think Tristan Thompson's re- rejuvenated. I like Jeff Teague more than Brad Wanamaker. We'll see if. Really, that's a thing that I should feel, but I I believe that you know both Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague are two guys who just feel like um, you know Brad projects that work out very well. Remember a guy by the name of Jordan Crawford who was a fringe All Star the year Brad started. Like these yeah. are guys who are good players who have been on weird teams who I think can absolutely help this team. I honestly. Hot take, police, and maybe it's not that hot because Vegas seems to agree with me. The Celtics are a better team this year. I think deep depth-wise, the Celtics are a better team. Yes, did we lose an all-star caliber player in Gordon Hayward? A thousand percent. However, we got deeper in the bench, and that was the biggest issue. We, we're, super, we're superfluous at wing when we have Hayward and Brown and Tatum. Now, you balance out. I, I love it. I like the moves. I like this. And the rookies look like they can plug and play right now. I like this little uh, this little fact here that I read. I was reading an article about the Tristan Thompson signing, 
And it says he also added a three-pointer to his repertoire, making 9 of 23 attempts from behind the arc after going 0 for 8 from deep in his previous eight NBA seasons. So, you know, that's a pretty good improvement. And you it's definitely something amazing. That's something that, you know, will be helpful down, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's not it's not like we, we got him because he's a three-point shooter, but when you go from uh, zero for eight to actually scoring threes, that's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, that's it's in the 40% range right there, I think, if I'm doing very quick math poorly. Um, <laughs> but if not upper 30s, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure he'll shoot twice that on the Celtics. I bet, I bet he'll shoot like 46 threes this season, at least. Um, I'm looking forward to going. watching him. Me too. Me too. And you know who else I'm looking forward to? You know, you know it's going to be interesting for Boston. Oh boy, the Kardashians! Here it goes. Yeah, they knew it was coming. Especially when the families are allowed at these games, and no one else. <laughs> That's just, just going to make be, people hate Boston even more. It's like just Kanye and whatever. Doesn't matter. Boston needs Boston needs bad energy, good energy. Then you know, all publicity is good publicity. We need it. Oh no, dude! President elect Kanye West is going to be there. President-elect, yes. <laughs> he won Georgia, finally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, Kanye West going to be in the building. Um, he'll do the he'll do the national anthem. It'll oh, be, that'd be sick. Yeah. And it's going to be, like, so bad. Yeah, it will, yeah. <laughs> He's, He's going to bring his whole, like, Sunday service crew with him, and they're yeah. going to do the national anthem. It's going to be a prayer. It's, it's, everyone's oh, it's going to yeah, think that it was the national anthem. And then at the end, he's just going to say, home of the brave amen. And, uh, he's going to play every halftime. Yeah, totally. Him and T- Maybe we can get him and Todd Angelion. on. Um, <laughs> <the> <laughs> Listen, let me just shoot a text to Kanye <laughs> yeah. and see if he's mentally prepared to do it right now. Hey, we figured since you're the next national anthem guy for the Celtics and Todd's the guy for the Bruins, we'd get you <laughs> on at the same time. Really, be a really good balcony chatter breakdown podcast. Wow. Oh, man. So like so, Todd, you went to the conservatory in Boston, and Kanye, um, you ran for president. You ran for president most recently. <laughs> this uh, is going to be a great dynamic going listen, back and forth. I'm, I'm, I think it's, I think it's noise and BS, but I don't think it really affects the team. And so I'm, I'm excited for the the dumb pop culture aspects of it. Dude, it's going to be hilarious for us to talk about. It gives us great content. Yeah, I, I'm I'm all for it. It's just like any extended <laughs> people of that family being around the Celtics for the next what we got them for two years at least. That's I don't know. Yeah, two years. Something to talk about. I think it's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jeff Teague. I don't know who he's going to bring around, but I'm excited, <laughs> I'm excited for that too. You know. <laughs> Um, sure. I'm right. I don't know. I, we got to see what other, what other shoes going to drop with this team. This doesn't feel like the team we're walking out next year, but right now it looks pretty good. Um, I mean, we're coming up quick on the season here. I mean, it's not. There's not that much time left. Is less than a month at this point. Yeah, and uh, uh, training camp starts up in the next few days. I think next. Oh, week. I'm glad you said that because I I was going to ask because I have absolutely no idea when that starts, and I was assuming it was going to be starting any day now. Yeah. I believe December first, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, so it'll be. Do like you know if they're just days. they're just doing no preseason? I I would highly doubt they're going to do preseason. Why yeah. I don't understand because it's just like I don't know. I guess like if we're going to travel, make the games count. I guess that makes sense. 
and maybe they maybe the NFL set a precedent that they kind of have to follow. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be some cobwebs and some rustiness. You'll probably see some, like, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics did, like, a televised scrimmage at home or something. I was going to say, yeah, they do, like, a, a internal practices and things like that. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, all these guys have have known that, you know, how fast this is coming, and it looks like a lot of people. You know, we've talked about how Jalen Brown's been working out and whatnot uh, and how his grandfather's been uh massaging everybody after <laughs> just, it looks like the, the the brown family athletic clinic it's amazing i love it oh uh, boy so we'll see we'll see what happens i think i think yeah, I mean, a, a, pretty a, good a lot to look forward to yeah yeah definitely a lot to look forward to and um i'm glad we still have kemba walker I'm glad we still got marcus smart I'm glad so, these guys that were rumored to be on the hot seat are still in green and white i haven't looked too much into this but i did hear people were pretty um nervous that it's sounding like kemba's knee is worse than anticipated originally there's a lot of that like i mean i don't know if that's just media trying to make up some stuff to talk about right now but um it didn't sound like it was great no i did hear that i uh until it's like Hey, it doesn't look as good, and it's not like, hey, is it as good? I'm not Until he doesn't panic. start opening night, yeah. <laughs> that one cut deep, Andrew. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Until two weeks before he's a no, I, I, I won't let it get that long. Until two weeks before when he's a, he's a question mark. That's when I'll, <laughs> that's when I'll panic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncertain, unclear whether Celtics point guard Kemba Walker will start. But, man, I do think that he got a bad rap for what happened in the playoffs, and maybe his knee was hurt then, but that doesn't mean that it's just a bad knee now necessarily. If he needs a surgery, maybe he can do that, and maybe we can see him later in the season. Obviously a nightmare scenario that I'm passing over as if it wouldn't be a big deal. But, like, I, I he was the starting point guard in the East for the All-Star team last year, and I, and I really yeah. think a lot of people don't remember that because there was a giant pandemic and the season split. But <laughs> he started, you know, in the All-Star game. Right. For the East. For the Celtics. First season. He's a massive caliber athlete. And then it's it's. I feel like there's a lot of people who like question like having him and they're like, yeah, but please bring IT back. And so you want to talk you want to talk defensive liabilities? Like get a get out of here. Like I no, I, I, I want IT back. IT back. I, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. And listen, <laughs> and I'm saying that with being on that. I'm just pointing out the uh, hypocritical, uh, you know hypocritical nature of those those double mindsets which I've seemed to see on numerous people. But yep. I'm ready. We got uh we're we're less than a month away, Andrew. This I time, know. I'm lo- I'm looking forward to it. This time next month we'll be breaking down the Christmas Day games, which I don't think have been announced yet. They got I'm ready. Let's let's drop some schedules and stuff. I'm ready to start fantasizing. It's close enough now that I can. Yep. Let's go. Um, also, I did want to say, you know, since today is Friday and yesterday was Thanksgiving, we want to definitely say thank you to everybody who listens to us, who who checks us out, um, follows us on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Interacts uh, with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely interacts with us. I mean, that's that's probably our favorite part about, about the social media stuff is being able to sort of um, interact with people and 
give our thoughts to their thoughts and vice versa. So yeah, um, we just we, appreciate we started everybody. this to have a conversation. Balcony yeah. chatter, man. It's, it's all it's all about chirping and talking and hot takes and just the community. And so it's been pretty rad having this community for this uh, for this first year. And we're excited to keep the ball rolling and expand our our family of guests and yeah big stuff coming with uh you know the end of this godforsaken year <laughs> oh thankfully yeah thankful for also, that thankful for y'all yeah also sh- shout out to to our boy ryan spooner who's crushing it over there let's go i've been keeping up with with uh with his team with dynamo and stuff and he yesterday happened to have two goals and he was crushing it and it's it's fun to kind of keep up with with some hockey when nothing's really on right now. Yeah. So when do I shout out uh, to him? When do I start gambling on the on the KHL? You let me know. Pretty pretty quick. Yeah, Dynamo's Dynamo's getting fifty bucks on him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet stat. Yeah. I wonder if they have game props. Probably not. Man, it's probably. But I'll bet two goals on Spooner every night. That'd be sick. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. We. I wish there was a way we could watch that. I think that there is a site, um, but yep. we'll have to look into it a little bit. Yeah. But I've just we'll been see. keeping up with the highlights and trying to translate all of the pages because I obviously cannot read yeah. the language. So Yeah, I saw you had shared that on our story, and I was just like, oh, 51. There he is. Yeah. How does he know? <laughs> I was like, Spooner, 51. I see that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, man. So yeah, shout out to him. He's crushing it. You know, good luck to them out there. Can't wait to get him back on to talk about their season and hopefully when they get closer to the playoffs, get sort of an update. And and obviously we'll, we're still rooting for them out here. So um, I hope they go as far as they possibly can and win it all. Yeah, go bees, go seas, go dynamo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's pretty much the slogan yeah. of this podcast at this point. And go Mookie bets. You know. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> and then I uh, guess you can say that you're out there. It's fine. I still, I still like Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> whatever. Do you gotta go, <laughs> dude. It's it's starting to sound like we want to wrap this guy up. I'm thankful for stretched. Thank you, stretched. I'm thankful for stretched. Yeah, let's go. All right. Well, we should do that jersey episode next. Also, Black Friday today. If you're listening. You can get your pre-order out there. I just saw that on the site. You get your reverse retro jersey for thirty percent off. This is not a this is not a endorsement um, because Jeremy Jacobs has enough of my money. But right. if you like those jerseys right now, thirty percent off. But again, we, I wish we I wish I could tell you. <laughs> I wish I could tell you use code Chatter at checkout, but I cannot. <laughs> no, try it. Let us know. We're, Let us know. We're, we're working we'll, up we'll to use that. It. <laughs> Yeah, let us know if balcony or chatter twenty works. Because balcony chatter is too long. We we just yeah, know for that. Sure. We just know that from um, promo codes of the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, we're we're working up to that. So yeah. hopefully within the next year we have a promo code for you guys. But I got my jersey, and I'm sure that a lot of other people have gotten theirs. Even though we don't know when we're going to be wearing those back to the garden, but uh, it's Black Friday, so. If you want one, now's probably the time. Yeah, I'd say. Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump start that uh, economy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to catch up with you guys next week. And, again, as I say, every week, hopefully we have some more information for you. 
Hopefully we are not on Chara Watch anymore and we have a, a decision or a, uh, a contract or something. But until then, uh, I guess we're just going to throw it to Stretched, as always. Wait, we, do, we, don't we have a comment from Chara? I forgot. Didn't, don't you have a something... Didn't he have something? No, not today. He he's not ready for that uh, today. Okay, cool. Tuka, he's, he, you know, he, Tuka left him alone. Yeah, he's undecided. Oh, okay, all right, got it. <laughs> all right. Stretched. Was it all-